Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. Let me say this. It's a strong statement, but I have no doubt that it is entirely and perfectly biblically true. There is no salvation outside of the church. If you do not belong to the church of God, then you do not belong to God. Now that said, it is important, I think, at this point to have the categories, theological categories, of the invisible church. The universal church. See, the universal church of Christ is made up of all those who have been saved by grace through faith in Christ. Regardless of what local church they belong to. If you belong to Christ, you do belong in one way or another to His universal, invisible, global church. When we say universal, just for the record, we don't mean... We don't mean each and every individual. We reject universalism as the heresy that it is because the Bible clearly teaches that many will perish apart from saving faith in Jesus and will spend eternity under the wrath of God in hell. The universal church does not mean each and every individual person who has ever lived. It simply means all the elect, all the people of God, all those who have been redeemed by grace of faith in Christ, stretching um, stretching. Uh, across every time period, all of human history, and in terms of scope, stretching across every place, every tribe, tongue, and nation throughout the world. So those who are saved are those who belong to the church of Christ. But here's the deal. You, you can think of it as, I don't know, as, as, a, as an equation of sorts, as a, as a three-step process. If a person is saved by God, then one of the chief evidences we should see in their life is a love for God. 1 John chapter 4.19 says this, We love because He first loved us. So if you have been salvifically loved by God, and the love of God, His salvific love for you as, as not merely His, his image-bearing creature, but as His adopted Son, if God has adopted you, saved you by the person and work of Jesus Christ and revealed to you that love, his love for you in the gospel, 1 John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us, meaning our love is a response to his initiating love. If God has loved you first in the gospel of Jesus Christ, one of the evidences is that in response you will love him back. That's step one. So one of the signs of belonging to God, that God has saved you and loved you, is that you love Him. And more particularly, we might say that you love Christ. But then the next thing that we could say is this. If you love Christ, you must love His bride. It is a foolish sentiment to say, I love Jesus, but I hate His church. I love Jesus, but I'm not fond of His bride. No, if you love Jesus, one of the, the implications or results of loving Jesus, because you've first been loved by Jesus, is that you will love what Jesus loves. And you will love who Jesus loves. And 
you will hate what Jesus hates. And you could say, hate who Jesus hates. There's a very real sense in which God loves sinners. And biblically speaking, at the same time, there's a sense in which God hates the wicked. The Christian, likewise, is called to love what God loves and hate what God hates. God loves the church. Jesus loves His bride. We are called to love the church. So step one, if Jesus has loved us, we'll love Him. Now step two, if we love Him, we'll love His bride. Step three is this. If you truly love Jesus' bride in a universal theoretical sense, that will be displayed in a local and tangible sense. So the person who says, I love Jesus, because I love Jesus, I love His church. And then you respond by asking, and which church do you belong to? And they respond by saying, well, for the last 20 years, I've never been able to find a single church. But I love the universal church. I, I love it. I love Jesus' church. And I've tried a hundred of them, and I hate them all. Well, there's only a couple options there. Either every single one of those 100 churches that you've tried over the last 20 years are false churches, which is unlikely, or you just don't actually love Jesus' church, right? It's like the millennial. I love the children in Uganda, but they, they can't get along with their roommate. Have you noticed that, that our culture is really good at loving people in theory, but not in practice? Our, our culture is really good at loving people they've never met, but they can't love anyone around them, right? So, so they really care about racial reconciliation and equity and justice, and they love whole groups of people, whole tribes, whole ethnicities, whole nations, but they've been divorced three times. The Bible speaks to that. That's what 1 John is all about. 1 John again and again says this. One of the ways that you can discern whether or not you're in the faith, whether or not you truly love God, is by loving your brother. And notice what 1 John says is this. If a man claims to love God who he cannot see, but does not love his brother or hates his brother whom he has seen, he is a liar. And the truth of God is not in him. But notice the brother that's used in this example in 1 John is the brother he has seen. And notice what our culture does is this. They claim to love God by loving the brothers they've never met. The brothers they've never seen. The, the brother that's just an ethereal, theoretical, corporate brother somewhere, some, you know, out there. But every person that they actually see, every person they actually engage with, their own spouse their own family, their close friends, this is where they have all the severed relationships. This is where they're completely relationally broken, where they have nothing but bitterness or envy or frustration. They, they, they can't hold down a friendship. They can't hold down a relationship, not in real terms, not with close vicinity. And so too, the Christian, if they have been loved first by God, they will love God, love Christ. If they love Christ, they'll love His church universally. But if you claim to love Christ's church universally, that will be evident by a practical and tangible love for His church locally. And that doesn't mean that there are never any exceptions in the Christian life. There are times where church proves to be false. And you must leave that church. 
And there are times, and I would argue that we're in one of those times, where finding a faithful biblical church is easier said than done. When faithful churches seem to be few and far between. And there may be a prolonged season in the life of the Christian where I love Christ and I do love His church and I want to find a a local church to love in tangible, practical ways, but I'm, I'm struggling. And there's provision, there's grace, and there is mercy for that and for that season. But if a lifetime of following Jesus goes by and you claim to love His universal bride in theory, but you never loved a local bride in practice, you should have great concern. Thanks so much for listening, but real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.